from the side until I hit the transition button. So now <laughs> you can also hear this this beautiful voice. Hello and welcome to the newest uh, episode of uh, Indoor Adventures. We are going into Discovery Part Four, guys. We've played for seven. We've played for seven games. We've played for seven weeks. We've played for seven weeks in a row, which is longer than most D and D groups survive. <laughs> so kudos to us. Yeah. For not for not just failing out at the very beginning. We we are putting forth the effort, we're doing the thing, and we are making sure uh to provide excellent content for, for all you lovely people week in and week out. Uh so first order of business, I wanted to say thank you to JD Lady, to Torfi, and to Sif High for following over this last week. You guys have been awesome. They came by during my Neverwinter stream. Uh, as we are planning on making a C-Team themed guild. So if you are a fan of Ack Inc. or the C-Team and play Neverwinter on PC, we are the Shadow Counselors. It's a fun time. Uh, but that's enough about, uh, about the game Neverwinter, because you guys are here for a different game. A game of Dungeon and Dragion. Uh, fifth edition featuring all of these lovely people uh, that we have brought here today. So to recap what uh the events that transpired last time because we were left in a kind of precarious situation uh so you guys had finished uh or at least put a pin in finishing uh the problem of fishmen that an angered angler had actually uh posted a job about completing this job to the best of your ability by defeating a marrow a sahugan and two reef sharks you were able to then uh, convince the fisherman's son, Earl, that you had earned at least 125 gold pieces out of the overall promised 150, uh, as you had taken care of the majority of the, uh, of the baddies of the threats that had been presented. During that time, you found a tarnished uh, chalice with, that was beset with six uh, red-green gems, a wicked-looking ritual knife, and several fancy daggers. Upon making your way back to town, you met up uh, with Gwen's dear friend Jingle, whose twin brother, Jangle, uh, also a kanku, uh, the both of them were kankus, had actually been, uh, Jangle had been kidnapped by none other than the papier-mâché boys, uh, who, were a, who are a gang that work for Curdle, a.k.a. the Big Cheese. Having gone through Curdle's maze uh, and almost watching Calum fall who knows how many feet down into the sewers beneath, uh, beneath Shroudport, you were able to make your way into Curdle's fort and confront him in his room, where in a, uh, in a very uh, tight situation uh, where words were being exchanged rather heatedly, uh, Gwen said, we're gonna fucking kill you, uh, and, you know, caused the scuffle that is normally want to be seen, uh, in Gwen's surrounding area. After you guys, uh... We did do that, by the way. Yeah. Just to be fair. <laughs> uh, after having dealt with, uh, with three of these guards, as well as, t or three of these papier-mâché-masked boys... Uh, as well as two that had been sitting guard, uh, you guys heard an approaching sound of what was revealed to be Skavik's slaughterhouse, the guard captain of Shroudport, cracking his knuckles and cleaning his glasses uh, as he approached. 
where he was not too surprised to see once more U4 at the heart of one of his investigations. Uh, seeing that it was Skavix who came in to investigate, Kirtle said, Nope, fuck this, and cast invisibility on himself, and then proceeded to disengage from combat and run away through a secret tunnel. Uh, which you guys had seen just a slat open on a sidewall and then slam back down uh, where Curl had made his escape. Skavix then came in, with uh, followed by a, a group of, of other city guards uh, that looked like they were his subordinates, uh, one of which was moving Jangle forward, and Jangle had uh, his hands still handcuffed and kind of just like shrugged. Uh, when he uh when he saw jingle uh and you see that they are both now um kind of being processed off to the side and skavix then approaches uh the four of you who are standing uh standing amongst a pile of bodies as the other guards are going up to the three bandits that you guys hadn't actually been able uh to kill outright uh one is actually completely fine didn't take any damage she spent the majority of the time trying to fight blake uh but it was to no avail and he just looked kind of pathetic doing it but that's okay because they're the bad guys uh so uh skavix motions for his guards to uh kind of round everybody up and he looks at the four of you and says nothing personal i hope you'll understand but we do need to bring you up for questioning because oh. once again, I find a small wave of bodies around you four. First, it was the four in the bar, if I'm not mistaken. And now we have five in the sewers. So there will be some questioning that does need to... Um, that needs to go through the proper channels. So I am going to ask politely that you all subject yourself relieve yourself of your weapons for hour and a half at most while we get you to the guard station and find out what happened <laughs> does this sound amenable to everyone here and he's I'll putting put back a, he's putting uh, a blood-stained uh, handkerchief back into uh, into his suit <laughs> Just going to <clears throat> carefully put my spear and shield on the floor and then just back away. <laughs> uh, I'm going to drop my axe and my other axes <laughs> and like kind of just like put my hands up. <laughs> Been here before. Uh, Coriander will like flip out her sword and hand it like handle first to Skavix. He takes it from you, looks over it quality make certainly didn't Thank get you. this in the city he well, hands it off my to him. Made it call me. it's very wonderful i'm sure make sure this doesn't get tarnished and he hands it off to one of the guards uh that he came with and just all right now uh if you don't mind hands forward and they go around and uh put manacles on all four of you and begin walking you through uh through Curdle's tunnels uh as they're 
It doesn't really seem as maze-like when you're getting let out. It kind of just seemed like there was just one really long kind of windy hallway. Uh, and like even looking off to the side, you're like, there's no secret tunnels or anything that really, uh, that we're really seeing. Um, and so you guys continue onward. Uh, and it is about an hour and a half of just this kind of silence uh, echoing through the sewers as nobody's really wanting to talk um, as they all saw what happened uh, to the per- to the bandit that Calum had actually let go. Uh, that was the one who came flying back through the darkness uh, with several broken bones and blood mash for face. Uh, so again, no one is really um, no one's really trying to start anything. Especially with Skavix just following polite, uh, following a polite distance behind you, making sure to not be too up, uh, too up on you as you guys are walking. Um, but what is? I'm assuming that the order they probably would have gone with was uh, Gwen in front, Calum, Corey, and then Blake, just to get a, just to kind of get a good uh, height weight thing going where like if Gwen tried to run away then you wouldn't be able to get very far and if Blake tried to run away he's got three people that he needs to drag so it kind of works for them uh, to have both of you two at the ends and then keep the elves in the middle um, and as you guys are walking Skavix uh, Blake you can kind of feel him uh, like his eyes on you just kind of looking over you for the most part uh, and it's 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 one of those things where you you don't know you don't know how to how to take this whether this is a a meticulous scanning like he does with everything but he does like it feels like he's just paying more attention to you than he is uh, most anything else as you guys no. are walking. <clears throat> no, my gusta. <laughs> I don't speak draconian. Um, so yeah, uh, you guys are then led. Uh, out onto the streets of Shroudport, where it's getting it's getting closer to evening now. Um, as you guys had arrived uh, in the later half of the day, and then taken several hours to go through this uh, to go through the sewers, uh, find find the lair, and then get led back out. Uh, you guys are going up the just up the roads kind of winding along and there's a lot of people that are taking notice of you and like there's no real good way to stealthily move people that you've arrested through a city this big especially if you're taking them back to the lead uh spot so you guys are definitely getting a lot of looks um from the people of the town as they see a a hooded black dragon man uh two elves and then of course the people's hero uh gwen being led through and you can see that there are a few people that like when they see gwen getting led they spit on the ground is kind of like a yeah fuck you like you finally got what was yours but then others are very much like oh man they finally took her down it's a shame (laughs) like we were all counting on you to draw everyone else's attention somewhere else so like you are gwen you're getting a lot of mixed uh a lot of mixed views back on you uh, and you can, uh, and Calum, while you're scanning this crowd as well, uh, you see a familiar dwarf face, uh, 
of your of your dear adventuring companion from prior, Mugwort, uh, as he sees you getting led up uh, through town by all of these guards and the guard master himself. And you see his jaw just like kind of drop. Oh. Or like he pulls out a stone, just a rock, and just starts speaking into the rock. Uh, and you would know that, uh, he and the rest of your group had sending stones for when they needed to deliver an important message. And so he seems to be letting your other friends know (laughs) our sweet boy's gotten, gotten himself arrested. Under the manacles, like, Caleb just does like a small wave (laughs) as he walks by. And Corey, this is... You've been in very populated cities before. You've put on performances. You've you've you excelled uh, in your night school. Like you're used to having a lot of attention on you. This is not the right kind of attention by any means. There's a lot of people that are looking at you very quizzically because you're you're a newcomer, and they see you walking with these other ne'er do wells that you know are ne'er do wells, but like. You still have a you still have a decent amount of blood on you. Like you guys have blood on you from the battle that just ensued. So, they're not really sure like you're not getting a sense that they are holding you in the best light at this moment. But at the same time, they're strangers, so even if you had done something heroic, say free somebody who was kidnapped, fend off a a villainous mob boss, they probably still wouldn't see it the same way that you do. And so you're getting uh, carried through this town along with everybody else. uh, And you guys make your way to the, uh, to the guard barracks at the top of the city. And looking down, you can definitely see why they would want, even though it is a, a decent bit of a climb, why they would want to build a guard barracks at the top. Uh, because from the vantage point that they have set themselves at, they can see almost every single street uh, as it's laid out, just kind of from their far view. And you can see that there are some guards that do have spy glasses that are just viewing the city streets as a whole, trying to get a, a better read on uh, just on any possible criminal activity or anything like that. They just seem to be just watchers. Um, and... As you guys are taken into this this stronghold that stands very very stoically at the top of this cliffside, uh, as it is both a gate of entry as well as a gate uh, of denial if anybody wanted to come in uh, or try and leave and the guardsmen didn't want to. Uh, it's what gates do. But as you approach uh, the... The men who still have, like, paper mache masks on, like, they haven't been taken off at all, uh, are led off to a separate, uh, a separate center to actually be processed. And then the four of you, uh, Skavix comes over and says, well, I'll be handling their case personally as they're involved with a previous uh, altercation that we had uh, at the Zesty Anchor inquisitor daniels would you like to join me and you see that there is a like a navy blue robed man that kind of has a uh who has his hood up and he takes it down you can see uh just short brown hair uh kind of scruff on his face 
and uh, one of his eyes is actually purple, um, but the other is just a kind of like a seaish blue. Like it's not. Uh, he himself does not look very, um, very outstanding, except for the purple eye that he has in his left eye. Uh, and Calum, you can make a religion check uh, when you notice this, and same with you, Corey. What was his name? Uh, Inquisitor Daniels. Daniels. You know, it'd be helpful if I had my sheet open on D&D Beyond. D&D Beyond. Well, this is happening, I would like to say, Buddha, thank you for following. Hey. And this is a religion check, yes? This, is, this would be a religion check, yes. All right, 18 from me. Okay. Oh no, don't leave the campaign. <laughs> Eat for me. Okay, so Calum, you're kind of just like racking your head, uh, racking your brain, trying to trying to think about where you've seen this before. Uh, Corey, from the studies that you have had uh, about the various deities of the land, uh, you would have actually heard about a, a deity who uh, who has a who has a symbol that is in the shape of a purple triangle inside of a circle. Uh, and it is known as the Eye of Denir. Uh, and he is a, uh, and Denir is a god of knowledge uh, in our homebrew setting. Uh, hmm. And so you can kind of assume that this guy is a cleric of some sort uh, who has been blessed by that knowledge god as his eye is actually the holy symbol that you guys see. Or that you see, anyways. The rest of you guys are like, why does he have heterochromia? That's weird. This whole city's weird. Um, but, uh, so Inquisitor Daniels and, uh, and Skavix lead you into a separate room uh, that you can see has three chairs, uh, three chairs in uh, up against a back wall, one chair sitting forward that's inside of an inscri- a uh it's on a stone like it's in a stone room the stone the floor is made of stone and there is a etched uh a etched incantation in a circle on the ground and there is a chair sitting in the middle of this circle all right so we use this in in an expedited uh kind of way see we have means of getting you all to say the truth if as as long as you submit yourself to a, a simple spell effect we will ask you a question and you'll answer truthfully if we find out through any of this that you have said something that was untrue during your time here, or you're attempting to hide something, we will press further. But for now, a simple zone of truth should be enough. Inquisitor, if you wouldn't mind, and you see Inquisitor Daniel's kind of bow. No problem, Skavix. It's always a pleasure doing business with you. And you see that he uh, he brings his hands uh, up over his regular eye, and the purple eye uh, begins to glow. And as it does, you see that the incantation on the floor also begins to glow a, a purple color. Uh, and you can see him just one hand over focusing on the focusing on the zone itself. And Skavix 
uh, says, all right, who would like to go first? Otherwise, I'm going to call one of you into the circle. Oh no, it's just like lessons all over again. <laughs> Coriander will step forward. All right. She doesn't look concerned at all. All right. If anything, a little bit annoyed. All right. Well, do you submit yourself to the effects of the circle? Yes. Excellent. Let's get this over with. So, first question. As you are new in town, uh, I feel like I would uh, have taken notice of somebody such as yourself and looking through the logs. You, you decided to come to Shroudport not two, three days ago now, I believe. Where are you from? Are you from Vascor? Are you from Varanoke? Are you are you are you one of the elves from from the deep wood? Where where do you hail from? I'm from the Feywild. He like he kind of like his head goes back in shock a little bit, and he turns to the Inquisitor, and the Inquisitor still has his hand over, and just I mean, we'd know if she wasn't telling the truth. And Skavix just, fair enough, fair enough. Secondly, why is it that you seem to have killed so many when you've been here for so few days? More of a question. Just bad happening, or is there some scheme where... You feel like you can vigilante your way through my city and clean up the crime as you see fit. Speaking for myself, I'll protect anyone who needs protecting. Very noble. Very noble indeed. Hmm. All right. That's all I need from you. Who's next? You're excused. When we're all done here... We'll give you back your weapons. Caleb will probably just step up. Hi. All right. What about you? I haven't seen you before. Where are you from? Uh, I'm from the Temple of Saloon to the west. Hey, that temple... I heard it got ransacked about half a year ago. You know who did it? No, I don't. All I know is there were some raiders, and I think I'm the only one left. All right. All right. What about you? Why do you feel as though you can just come into my city and leave a wave of bodies around you? Honestly, I didn't account for all the death. It was just really bad luck. Wrong place, wrong time, that sort of thing. It's understandable. A lot of people get mixed up in a bad place at a bad time. It just so happened this time would be twice in a row. Ha <laughs> ha. And... Are you familiar with Jingle or Jangle? Had you ever met them before? No, all I knew were 
they were Gwen's friends and we were going to help them. Yes. Gwen's friends. Thank you, Caleb. That'll be all. Oh, no. Well, well, that's between you, Gwen. But I think we'll do Blake first. If you could step into the circle. I do. Now, you are somewhat of an oddity, I will admit. Like your other two friends, I feel like I would have seen someone of similar kin walking around. So where are you from, exactly? Do you hail from the gated glen? The pit? Vascor? Across the sea? Where, where is home for you? Not comfortable saying. I see. Well, all right. That is your decision, I will suppose. Now, same goes for your friends. Why is it that in my city you decided to come and... Well, I found multiple crossbows. Crossbow bolts, rather, in these men. I've seen acid burns. That doesn't really seem like something your compatriots uh, would be capable of. So why you? Why is this how you go through most cities? You crossbow and acid whoever you please. I saw people attacking others, and yes, I did decide to get involved. I don't want to hurt people, but I also don't want people to get hurt. Understandable. I, I get that. Sense of duty. Just looking out for those in need of help. It's what your friend Corey said, yes? All right. Blake of the unknown location. I'll have my eye on you. You're done here. Last but not least. Step into the circle. I step into the circle. So, was it you who, was it you who put your friend up to coming all the way to find me? What do you mean? Who came to there find was a you? Boy, a pockmarked boy, said that he had confronted you a lot in the zesty anchor. Oh. Yesterday he came up and told me where what was 
where your group had gone down into the sewers. Did you put him up to this? No. Uh, you can make a history check when he says pockmarked oh. boy, by the way. Is this the the boy from that I let go? Yes. Oh, shit. Okay. I got a natural 20. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, this would be the this would be the boy that you had let go, uh, yeah. who you had said to uh, to turn away from his life of crime. Yeah. So uh, what, what was the question? Uh, did you put him up to to informing the guards about where you guys were going? Oh yeah, no, no, I didn't, no, I did not tell him. I told him to turn away from crime and to like make something of his life. Well, he has. If oh, it's good. of any consolation, he's currently serving in the quarry for admitting to prior crimes. But I'm sure after a. Another year or so, he'll be able to continue back on his on his feet in the streets of the, in the streets of the port. Yeah. Now, what about you, Gwen? Where do you you do know about Jingle and Jangle, correct? I know of them. Yes. We already have Blake's, or Caleb's word that you were friends prior to this. So, you, of all the people in the port, who always talk about how the bones you broke were because they broke a rule first, how is it that you found yourself palling around with two well-known thieves? Oh, I've been, what they do in their professional lives is not uh, my concern. Oh. You know, friends are hard to come by. All right. Why do you think I'm traveling around with two elves? <clears throat> that was... <laughs> Just... The Inquisitor is just, like, doesn't really, like, he just shrugs. He doesn't know what to say about that. He's like, yeah, it's the truth. I mean, I don't, I don't really feel like I made her say that. Um, and so, uh, so Skavix just kind of, like, looks a little, oh, okay. Um, and then collects himself uh, a little bit. So, you of all people should know that there is a punishment for vigilantism within Shroudport. And this seems to have been a charge led by you that left five people, well, criminals, not needing to collect another paycheck from their boss. So why is it that you feel like it was justified or necessary when you know you could have come to the guard. It's kind of what we're here for. Uh, I just, you know, a friend was in danger and I wanted to act swiftly. As my friends know, that's what I do. I move quickly to uh, help and 
you know, they were aggressive down there. And sometimes I just can't like control myself and it just- Is Gwen okay? (laughs) Is Gwen under like serious duress right now? (laughs) (laughs) Trying really hard not to lie. But not tell the whole truth. It's, it's just a circular truth. Afraid. It's not like it's the Hague. I know, but she's trying so hard. Uh, and he's really scary. Um, <laughs> if you knew what I knew. Um, yeah, no, just like, I just wanted to be a good friend is all. Mm-hmm. Well, you all seem like you're very much about this helping others ideology, acting first, always being there for those that you call your friends. And I like to feel that all of us here are friends to some degree. I mean, we have a rapport. And he says, like, looking over all of you, We've had conversation. That's the start of friendship. And it's friends who ask each other things. So I have a small request from you and your group. You may have noticed, I'm judging you may have noticed by the fact that you've accepted at least one missive about fighting fishmen outside of the city that you've seen our flyer for unsanctioned passageways beneath the city those still need to be investigated so i'm putting you four on it as a debt to a friend it's simple the way we work here in Shroudport is if you break the law there are many ways that you can unfuck yourself when it comes to our judiciary process one of which is working for the guard under special order that makes sense to all of you So there is, there is a a tunnel underneath uh, that that is emerged in our sewers and we've sent several guards in. They always come out much weaker than we had anticipated, like they were being somehow affected by something. Now I can't willingly continue to throw good men at this issue and hope that it resolves. And I certainly don't want to go down there myself because who's really going to run this place without me being here? Let's be honest. Inquisitor's like, he's in the zone of truth. He's he's being honest about all of this. (laughs) Um, So I'm hiring you whether you like it or not, because you can either do this for me or 
you can try and work off the debt of the five men that you slew in the quarry. You can mine and break rocks. How much would that be? Well, considering that these uh, bad guys that you all dealt with uh, were also involved in an open case and could have been used to possibly testify or give us a lead on where their boss is, but now they're all dead, except for the three. We're looking at at least 150 gold pieces per from the each of you. Option A it is. So, you can take care of a friend's request. Or, can work off your debts. Either way, it's for the betterment of the city, wouldn't you agree? I still in the zone of truth. Yeah. I'm not going to say anything. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Now, I assume you're all going to continue staying at the Zesty Anchor, is that correct? How long are our free rooms up until? Uh, you were not given an endpoint as to how long your rooms were going to be free. Cool. He kind of wants us out pretty quickly, though. I have a mortgage, guys. Let him know that... <laughs> no, I don't. I'm renting. <laughs> Let him know that... If he does seek recompense for tonight's payment, I will deliver it to him personally. I come to check in on you all in the morning. Oh. And then we can set out. I can show you exactly where our little problem is. So until cool, then, rest up. And I do hope that my friends are there first thing in the morning. As you all, as you all were, you can collect your weapons on the way out. Yeah. Out of character, I would like to point out that Gwen just lied because this is not cool, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> in the Inquisitor, uh, you see him pull his, his hand down from his face and the magic fades from his eye as the Zone of Truth spell fades. And Skavix just opens up the door to your interrogation room and motions with his hand for you all to exit. I'm going to let everyone else go first. Exit last. Bye. He just takes note of all of you as you leave. go get our weapons yep so yeah you guys then uh go and it's a pretty it's a pretty quick process getting your guys's stuff back uh as it is by and large the the nicer uh of the things that they have gotten in today there's a handcrafted sword uh there's a shield with the face of a deity on it like you guys have some pretty notable stuff uh at least as far as uh as the elves go blake you're just like, it's a crossbow, about yay big, has some dried blood on the front. And they're like, uh. 
We've got like three that match that description, but they eventually find you the right one. Uh, and then with, uh, Gwen, yeah, you get your stuff back, no problem. They actually, you, like, Blake, you're tall enough that you look back and you see that there is a small little place sectioned off at the evidence locker that is just Gwen labeled the top, and there's just, like, a small stack of stuff on the bottom. Like, it looks like there's, like, it looks like maybe there was some recreational drugs that had been confiscated... Uh, there was a, like, some bloody clothes that were also left there. No money, nothing of real value, but, like, you also get, like, a, a whiff of, like, some rotten food. And you're guessing that it's just coming from this pile of Gwen's stuff. Mm. And Gwen, Damn. you would recognize that to be the burrito you were supposed to eat three weeks ago. Oh, uh, you guys can toss that, you know that, right? I can't, it's evidence. <laughs> Do what you want. <laughs> so yeah, you guys are all returned your gear, uh, and then kind of just like just wave uh waved at as you guys leave. As it looks like the front of desk people are all very nice. Uh and just they don't see any problem with you guys having walked in, talked, and then left. Bye, Gertrude, see you next week or something. We still on for cribbage? Of course, you know it. <laughs> so yeah, uh, then the four of you leave uh, leave the guards building right as you see uh, sunset starting. All right, as we're walking down, I just feel, I I would like to one stop at my house so I can like tell my landlord that I'm probably going to be moving out soon. Okay, <laughs> and give her like the last month's rent sort of thing. Uh, and, uh, and that would just be like, guys, we gotta get the fuck out of town. What are you talking about? Today? I mean, like, well, dude, I don't want to do anything for that man, alright? He is fucking crazy. Like, insane. Gwen, look at it this way. What do you, what would you rather? Run away for the rest of your life from Skavik Slaughterhouse? Or do one thing for him and have him off your case. I mean, I don't know if you know this about me, but pretty much if I stay here, he will never be off my case. It's kind of just in my nature. But, like, I'm okay with being on the run because I'm okay with being moving all the time. I have been here for a long time, and I'm ready to go. Well, that's all well and good for you, Gwen, but the rest of us are upstanding members of society and prefer to stay as such. <laughs> Look at Blake. Is that true? <laughs> Granted, we're not very amenable to his modus operandi, but I would prefer to do some good deeds to get him off our back, and then maybe we could consider leaving town. Caleb? Listen, guys, I just, I'm new here. I don't have an opinion. I, yeah, these past couple of days is the most I've ever feared for my life. And Skavix doesn't make it any better. So, yeah. 
so you want to do this? You want to go into the scary deep dungeon? With the slaughterhouse? Not with him. For him. He's not coming with us. He said he wouldn't throw any more watch bodies into the hole. Because, of course, who's going to be doing such a fantastic job of running the guard's tower? <clears throat> All right. Cool. We'll do it. It's fine. I need a goddamn drink. I march ahead. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, you guys march for probably a good hour and a half. Uh, two hours until you finally make it back down uh, to the Zesty Anchor after hitting up Gwen's home. Uh, and you, like, it's not so much like you, you're leaving to, like, there's not like a landlord's central hub mm -hmm. where there's just like a dude waiting to collect money. Uh, so it's more of like, as you're, as you guys are going down the street, uh, Gwen's like, hold up, runs off. Uh, and there's just like another little home. Uh, and it seemed like this was very much a, like, we bought a set of condos, and now we live in one of them as well. So you just go. Uh, and your last month's rent, uh, and also with the uh, with a few late notices that you've gotten, will run you about 15 gold. <sighs> okay. <laughs> uh. That's fine. I'm actually kind of loaded. I thought we, uh, we played D&D &D to escape real life. <laughs> <laughs> You are. You're packing all your bags and moving away. Yeah. <laughs> oh, fantasy. <laughs> and I'll just grab anything that's like, I'll grab my um, my stuff from my tribe, like my uh, leathers and stuff, mm -hmm. but like strappy bits. And you also have a a map of the city that Jingle had mm -hmm. made you. Right. Yeah. So okay. you can include a map of the city in your inventory. Okay. Alright, so yeah, you guys make it down uh, after picking up all the stuff from your apartment uh, and making it back down to the Zesty Anchor. You see a very familiar scene uh, kind of unfolding in front of you where Fang is at the, is at the main uh, bar area down on the third tier of this multi-tiered bar. Uh, which, for all of you newcomers coming in, uh, this bar is in the shape of the back half of a ship, where there are three different dining tiers. Uh, one at the very top, nearest the double, do uh, the swinging double doors that open up for anybody coming into the Zesty Anchor. A second tier uh, for just general sitting, and then the first tier at the bottom, uh, which is next to a performance area where a bard is usually playing some sort of jolly sea, uh, sea shanty that's very on brand uh, with the Zesty Anchor, as well as uh, access to the half-orc tavern owner, uh, retired adventurer Fang Zest, and friend to the party, hopefully. Um, and uh, you guys actually don't see Mirth anywhere. Um, normally she's out uh, running tables as well. Um, and it's, it's pretty packed and, but Fang doesn't seem too bothered by it. Uh, even though she's not there. And as you guys are coming in, he, you like, wait, uh, he waves and just, Hey, how's it going? Thought you guys skipped town. 
uh, as Fang kind of yells up at you. Um, and you can just smell uh, the food that that uh, Huddle normally makes. Uh, the snapping turtle, the snapping turtle. They're called turtles. Yes. Uh, the snapping turtle uh, chef that uh, that kind of lives in the bar. It seems to be making uh, something a bit more exotic than what you guys are used to. Like it, it very much has a a very pungent aroma in it uh, from what's uh, coming through the kitchen. And you can see that it looks like there are. It looks like people are eating curry almost. Where like normally this is very much a like meat and potatoes kind of bar. It looks like their their menu changed even just for the day. Uh, and Fang just like motions for you guys to come forward uh, and hang out at the hang out at the front bars. There are four open seats, uh, relatively placed together for you guys. And you can see that he was like three seats, a dude sitting there in one, and Fang just kind of like brushes him off, like you, you sit over there, and like, uh, like you sit over there. We got the heroes of the bar coming. Oh. Uh, and so then he welcomes you guys to uh, to sit at the table. Um, is this like a special like holiday or something that I would know about? Uh, you would not, or I guess you can roll a history check because you've been in the city for a year. Nope, I have no idea. I rolled two. All right, yeah, no, this is like the scent is just overpowering. It's like this very, it has that like garlic and onion scent that is pretty typical of Fang's Bar, but then you also smell a lot of other spices coming into play. Ugh. What is like? What's going on, man? Where's the bacon? The old uh, my favorite night crew manager came back. He always goes off adventuring, but uh, he he finally came back, and he always oh, brings yeah. always brings good stuff. Hey, Swift, Swift, get in here. I want you to meet some people. Just a second, yeah. And like you see oh a a black tabaxi with what looks like a little white bow tie in his fur print emerge from the back uh, of the of the kitchen, holding two plates of curry. How many are we going to need? Four, now? Yes, please, four. And he slides back in, and just he kind of like slinks in, like his body. It's just... <laughs> gone. Just has can't walked even. away. Can't even. Uh, and then you see, uh, you see this Tabaxi come back out, uh, and he is wearing a he's wearing like a um, like a a very uh, a very nice red vest uh, that just and like he's wearing uh, he's wearing nicer pants as well, uh, and he just sets uh, he sets the food in front of you for and just. Swift is the ten winds at your service, Nya. Uh, when? And he extends, uh, he extends his, his hand out and takes yours and gives it a tiny little smooch. Thanks. <laughs> I, take, I just take it to my mouth and start eating. Okay. <laughs> I, I don't know what to do with this. Have I met this person before? Uh, no. You have not <laughs> met the, you have not met the night manager. <laughs> Of, yeah, of no, the I'm zesty gonna... anchor. Uh, all right, I'm just gonna. I don't want to talk to this person. He's very uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> Fang just collapses back. Old Swift here and I go way back. 
When I was still an adventurer, we sailed the seas together. Well, I stopped to make a bar, but this old cat just keeps on going. And uh, Swift just kind of looks at Fang. Well, these ingredients weren't going to gather themselves, Nya. Just, I'll get back in the kitchen. Just kind of like bows a little bit and then slides back into the kitchen to keep making curry. Whenever he comes by, he always makes the best food. Huddle's a good cook, but that dude needs a holiday sometimes. <laughs> and also, now I don't have to just sleep in the bottom of the bar. <laughs> he left like a year and a half ago. He said he would be back in six. I always know he comes back later than what he says he's going to. So I just didn't bother hiring anybody. I've just been getting half sleep. Whole time. Oh. Now, now I can get some rest. Oh my god. Oh, oh, so. What do you guys need? Y'all look like you've seen a ghost of some sort. So let's get you in line with some spirits. What'll it be? Yeah. Whiskey. One whiskey. Whiskey. Two whiskey. I'll have water tonight, I think. Two whiskey and a water. What about you? Water. Two whiskey, two water. Makes things simple. Uh, and he just kind of turns around, pours you guys your drinks real quick, and then hands them out. Oh, hey, when do you want to drop the bombshell on Fang? What? So... Yeah, we kind of got involved with one white dragonborn guard captain. He said something about uh, personally coming by to pay our rooms. Look, he, look, okay, the big cheese. Nope, you guys can stay here for free. No reason to come down and pay for rooms if, uh, <laughs> if, if you know there was no cost for the rooms. Seems simple. I'm sure he exists. I'm sure he does. Mm. Maybe you can make a swift deal with it. Oh, I don't want to do that. That seems mean. Well. He kind of deserves it. <laughs> he did say six months. But to be what, fair. What time did what time did Skavik say he was going to come in tomorrow? Uh, in the morning. morning. Count on me being fashionably late. <laughs> I got you, He just rubs his hands, and then you see him pour a little shot of whiskey for himself. So, uh, got yourselves involved with Skavix, huh? What'd you do? See, all so, your uh, stuff is intact, so at least he didn't mess you up too bad. Jangle, uh, got taken by the big cheese. So Jingle came to find us. And uh, we took him on. Killed a bunch Big of them. cheese guy. What is his yeah. deal? He's... Colonel, he's, he's a fucking gnome, by the way. Can I just say? And? There's gnome. lots of gnomes in this city. Yeah, I've never met a nice one. Can we just... I've <laughs> never met one nice that gnome. wasn't a douchebag. <laughs> and we say? almost caught him. When Skavix interfered. True. Hmm. It's weird. 
and then dragged us away like common criminals. Yeah, did you guys notice that he totally murdered that guy and then just was like, how could you guys murder people? I know, right? What a freaking hypocrite. Mm. Like, I die in one punch. <laughs> and then she, like, takes a drink out of her water. <laughs> Angry. I, and by the way, I am sorry about the elf thing. I was, I panicked. I just. It's fine. I did. It's not fine. <laughs> <laughs> she, she has been changing color for, like, the past. You're rotoscoping. Yeah, like she, she, she has been like gradually getting yellower and yellower and like at this point there is very little orange left and um, she's just kind of like fuming into her water. <laughs> when I panic, I resort to casual racism. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm sorry. I mean, honestly, like, I I've never traveled with elves before, and I think you guys are really cool. Oh, I don't want to talk about it. Okay, we're done talking about it. Okay, we're done talking about it. <laughs> Look at Blake. Is she always this scary? Like, I've never noticed this before. Have I seen Gwen this scary? <laughs> Not that's sorry. up to that's up to Corey. Have I seen Corey this scary? <laughs> Probably not, honestly. I, I don't think she's done any changing with Blake. Like, at all. I'll just... It... Was it me? Like, as you're, as you're more <laughs> yellow and you go to take a sip of the water, the rest of you just see it kind of, like, start boiling a little bit when it gets close to being drunk. Like, the water's just, like, heating in your hand. Curry's nice. Y yeah. Yeah. Super good. Whiskey's good. Yeah. Hell yeah, it is. So, yeah. I don't know what the fuck is happening here. You guys are <laughs> acting weird. Two nights you were like, yeah, we did it. We're heroes of the bar. <laughs> and now, like, Corey, I don't know what the fuck is going on with you. I'm, I'm, I'm just throwing that out there. You're changing colors. Go for it. I just don't appreciate being treated like a criminal. You know what? It happens. It happens to the best of us. You know, like, think about it. Think, think about it like this. If you're out on an adventure and a bunch of goblins capture you and then parade you through Goblin Town and they're all laughing and jeering and throwing poop at your face, you also feel like a common criminal. It's just a matter of perspective where you go. This sounds like it's a personal experience. I don't want Very to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not talk about that. <laughs> so, he's coming here tomorrow. Why? Like, okay, like I said, you guys don't want to be just dropping people willy-nilly. I, I think he's just like some sort of demented parole officer. Yeah, that checks out. Hmm. Yep. Yeah, that's good. That was good, Caleb. Yeah. We'll be doing something for him. Mm. Oh, yeah. He wants us to go and clear out some sort of tunnel business. That's weird. I mean, they are pretty heavy-handed. 
when you're ta- when they're talking about hey don't build additional stuff in the sewers talk to the guards first they're very very adamant about that so kind of makes sense he's i mean not really making sense where he's sending you guys but like makes sense that nobody really wants to go and do that job because normally that sounds dangerous yeah you should probably gear up in the morning yeah Yeah. probably guys got anything that you need to do can i just give you your room keys now what time is it yeah it's early evening are the shops still open yeah there are shops that are still open uh is there any place where we could get supplies uh, it depends on what you're getting um you guys know mccoth she's always available <sighs> like a 24 hour 7 kind of lady literally anywhere else. Uh, <laughs> I might actually go visit Macoth. There's a there's an elven fellow runs a shop called Bloodbath and Beyond you could go to. Oh, right, right. He's great. He's nice. Yeah, I no, like he's, him. he's really he's a, he's a good guy. Um, His kids are cute. <laughs> oh, you should use kids. That's so nice. Um <laughs> There's a there's the night market that you could go to. Uh, any place where I can pick up a bit, something, I'll take on my crossbow with a bit more caliber. That would probably be bloodbath. That dude just likes making weapons. That's like his kick. Uh, what? Why? What? What? Oh. He's, he's just very precious and doesn't understand the world. Oh, uh, well, <laughs> do you, uh, hmm, do you make stuff? Did you make the hood that, that I haven't seen you ever take off? Did you make that? Did somebody else make it? Someone else did make it, yes. Did you see them make a lot of hoods before they made your hood? No. Okay, uh, that analogy is not going to work. So when somebody really likes something <laughs> and they get a boner from it, that's a kink, right? What the I fuck are kink. you talking about? <laughs> I don't know what are you talking about? <laughs> no, I was just trying to say that like when you enjoy making jewelry or yeah. leather or something, you have to do it a lot in order to be yeah. good at it and then you can feel proud in your work. He gets a kick out of it. He gets a kick. He doesn't get a kink out of it. Oh, he doesn't have a kink for it? No, it's just oh. like, that's just what... Fran just takes another hard drink. Harder. Harder. Um, I'm gonna need another one, sorry. <laughs> yeah, uh, no, that's fine. Um, and any place where you could pick up, like, health potions or... Anything yeah. Like that. Well, I was going to say Macoth, but you guys already said that you didn't like that one. Um, oh, she's fine. She just smells you, and then you're good. Yeah. I'm gonna go visit her later. Uh, let's see. There's also there's one other shop I can think of. It's run by this dude Arillo. He's really weird. Uh, it's based out of a small red tent. It's called Things That Make You Say Wow. <laughs> Wait, did we go see this guy? No, you've never been to things that make you say wow. 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 
Wow. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I mean, I want to see something that's, that makes me say, wow, I'm not, I'm not gonna lie. Wow. His yeah. shop is crazy. It's fucking nuts. Like... I'm down. Okay. Okay, so... Uh, bigger on the inside... If, it, if that makes any sort of sense. It's a little red tent, but you walk in and it's a whole shop. Magic? Yeah, he's a... Fucking wizards. Yeah. I'm Look, I hit it. things and I hit things fucking hard. Those are my right? two things that I yeah. do. Well, yeah. three if you count running a bar. Four, running a bar successfully. I nux him. Yeah. He nux his back. <laughs> Not that magic but is bad, guys. I'm just saying... So do we want to go do yes, that now? Please. Can I have one to go? Yeah, fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> he, uh, he gives you a, a, a mug, uh, and it's like half full of whiskey. Like, he just went for it, and he's like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to pop down five gold. Oh. For everyone. Well, thank you. And he takes the five gold from, uh, from you and just, just make sure to bring that mug back. Yeah, obviously. All right, that's that's all it. All than that, it's yours. Guys, go for it. So cool. You all coming? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, let's do this. Uh, push our way out. Okay. Uh, so yeah, as you guys are, uh, you guys are on your way out. And where are you going? You're going to things that make you say, "Wow." You wanted to hit up Bloodbath and Beyond. Mm-hmm. And then and wanted to hit up Makoth's. Yes, one of you wanted to go to Makoth's oddities. So I think that is actually a good spot for us to transition to our break. Yeah. Uh, so we are going to be uh, away for about five to ten minutes. Uh, and so before we end up going for break, I wanted to say Amelia Rose ninety two. Thank you for following. It's Yay! really awesome that you decided to that you decided to come by and stick around. And I hope that you guys continue sticking around. Uh, as we pick up and and discover more about uh, more about what lies beneath the city of Shroudport. So until then, uh, don't go no place, and we shall return shortly. Right, everybody. Hello, everybody, and welcome back uh, from our break. Before we begin, I would like to say, Talon Shade, thank you for following. That was really awesome of you. Uh, so. Where we left off was you guys deciding that you were going to go to one of, or you were going to go to three different places. Makoth's Oddities, Things That Make You Say Wow, and Bloodbath and Beyond. Uh, so which order would you guys like to go, or would you like to grow in separate groups? Uh, or what is, what is the order, what is the group status of you guys going out shopping? I think Kalen would want to go to Things That Make You... Th things that make you say wow with everyone and then afterwards branch off and go to McCoth's. Okay, sounds good. Okay. Uh so yeah, uh Gwen make a investigation check and you're going to have this with advantage because you have uh one of Jingle's maps. Ten. <laughs> All right, so with your 10, uh, it takes you, leading your friends, it takes you the better part uh, of about an hour until you find your way back to the market district, which has its night market kind of going on right now. So there are a lot of gaslights. 
that have been brought up. Some shops just have a a lamp, sh- uh, like a lamp in hanging from their store, uh, but there is just a glowing crystal inside uh, that seems to just be illuminating the area rather than being so primitive as to use gas burning lamp oil uh, or a gas burning lamp in order to light uh, their surrounding area. And it is at around that time uh, that you end up finding what looks to be maybe like a seven foot by seven foot red tent uh, that has a sign hanging above it uh, that just seems to be levitating above the storefront that says things that make you say, wow. And uh, it looks like neon lettering as it's just steadily lighting up each letter until it hits wow. And then you see little uh, sensory uh, fireworks going off on wow. And it just seems to be playing that on repeat. Uh, the first time around, it goes, dude, dude, dude. Kel goes, wow. And then it just like sparks. Mm-hmm. And as you do, the sparks kind of fly off. Uh, and the the uh, red uh, sheets are just... Uh, they look inviting. They don't look like they're they're trying to ward off customers by any means. Uh, you guys want me to go first? All right. Crack my knuckles. I throw open the curtains. Okay. Uh, and you can just see that there is a set of stairs that look like they are going down in an otherwise uh, unlit room. Uh, but you can see that there are lights at the bottom of the stairs. Fucking magic. <laughs> start walking down. Okay. Uh, and is everybody else following? Yeah. Okay, so uh, you <laughs> you uh, go and descend down uh, down the set of stairs. And it, it's not very long. It's maybe 20 feet of stairs uh, until you get to the very bottom. And then you it looks almost like you are in a showroom of sorts where you can see that there are two large suits of armor each holding a, an extremely large greatsword, uh, just kind of uh, one on the right side, one on the left side. And they don't seem to be moving or anything like that. They're just on pedestals. And other than that, you can see uh, that there are uh, more of these red, uh, like the same red that was on the, uh, on the tent above has made, um, has made uh, just kind of drapes along these walls. Uh, and you can see that there is a uh, an old desk uh, that looks like just this old wooden desk set uh, towards the back. And on that desk is a small frog uh, that has a tiny little hat on top of it. And he just sort of seems to be sitting there. As you guys, uh, as you guys look around this store... Uh, and you can see that there on this desk, uh, on this large sales desk is a silver bell, silver bell with a little note that says, uh, if you require assistance ring, uh, ring it. (laughs) Okay. Uh, so yeah, you ring the bell, uh, and from, from somewhere that you can't even place, as a direction, you just hear <laughs> as the two statues you see begin to move and then raise their swords up behind you. Uh, and in a voice of unison from these two statues, 
you hear the phrase, our deals are unbeatable. As a portal opens up underneath these swords and out, and out pops uh, basically Hugh Jackman from the greatest performer kind of looking greatest dude. Like showman. very much. Yeah, the greatest showman. He's <laughs> very Hugh much. Uh, yeah, Hugh Jackman from the greatest performer uh, shows up. Showman. Showman. Come on. He is the greatest performer. He is the greatest uh, performer. He was, so he, he was the low. So he's going to pop up and immediately see Blake training a flaming crossbow on him. <laughs> Weapons, weapons as well. Yeah, Cor- Corey's got her sword out as well. Shield and spear. <laughs> at ease, friends, at ease. How can I help you today? You rang the bell. I assume you are looking for assistance. We need potions. Potions I have. Potions that can make you tall. Potions that can make you small. Potions that can make you feel nothing at all. So what'll it be, my fine friends? Healing potions. Healing potions it is. One moment, please. And he steps back into the portal that is still active from the uh, from the knights, who when he steps back, they just bring their swords and steadily place them back to where they were. I don't like this. Oh. I don't like this. I don't want to it's go making back. me say wow, but in like the wrong context. <laughs> <laughs> it's I'm impressed, like, but I'm also terrified. Crazy. What's up? Sorry, Wings. Sorry, it's it's like things that make you say geez. Jeez. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, Jesus. And then that is uh you guys see the flourish of a of a uh just one of the one of those wall hanging uh pieces of fabric just get thrown open. And again, same guy standing there, but he has a rack of uh a rack of potions that all look the similar color, similar size. But it's like Three small ones, three that are slightly bigger, three that are slightly bigger, three that are slightly bigger than that. Uh, and he sets them down onto the counter. All right, so what'll it be? Are you large spenders coming into things that make you say wow? Uh. Or are we looking for- What's with the frog? Huh? What's with the frog? Every wizard needs a familiar. And Sigmund here has been my lovely familiar for years. Just... How much is the small potion? Small potion? <laughs> Why, that'll be some 45 gold pence if you happen to have it lying around. Wait, which one is it? Gold or pence? Because those are two totally different... Gold pieces! Good sir. I'll take one of those. Can I insight check? <laughs> to see if we're getting fucked. <laughs> uh, this is why I'm going to McCoff's, just so I can shop around. Yeah. Uh, roll an insight check against this guy. Insight? Okay. 19. Okay. This guy seems to be pretty straight shooting. He's not trying to hide. Like, he's offering a good deal. That's it. He just seems to be a stand-up businessman. If I give you 50, will you make me say wow? Like, not magically, but like, do something that makes me say wow? I suppose I could. Sweet. I'm gonna uh, give him 50 gold. You for said. For a potion and that. And you said not magical, is that correct? Yeah, I mean, I'm don't, don't like magically just make me say wow is what I'm saying. Oh, of course not. 
Does anybody I, else have anything they would like to buy? <laughs> Did Blake want one? Yeah, Blake wants one. Okay. Uh, how much was it? 45 40, gold. 45. all right and what about you you two fine elves can i interest you in anything that'll make you say wow would you happen to have uh ones some if not i can try and find one uh... i do appreciate a good request what is it that you seem to be seeking Okay, so, um, in particular, there's, a uh, one spell, or one wand that I would actually like to have in my possession. Uh, it's a wand of healing word. Hmm. Divine magics can be tricky, but I can see what I can do. And now that I think about it, I might get your friend to say wow as well. Just a moment. And you see him do the, like, the trick where you walk behind uh, something that's like mid-size that looks like you're going down a flight of stairs. But then when you look over the bar, like he's just gone. There's no stairs from where he was standing. The dude's just disappeared. Blake is out. Coriander <laughs> <laughs> doesn't look impressed. I'd... Make the frog talk. Uh, and as, <laughs> as you say that, you see the frog just, and open up its mouth way too large, and you see a hand come out holding <laughs> a potion. <laughs> and you see, like, again, like, from the mouth, you just see this little face. Is this making you say wow? <laughs> wow. Yep. I'm done. All right. <laughs> just walk right back up the stairs. <laughs> Coriander just watches. <laughs> he just slinks <laughs> back in, and then you see him poke his head out from behind, uh, from behind the curtain. Not a fan of tricks. Uh. Are we done here? <laughs> I don't know, are you? There's always more money to spend. Did he, did he forget my wand? He did kind of forget the wand. <laughs> don't worry. <laughs> so he steps back. Uh, and this time he comes back and he's he's feeling a little bit more dejected. Uh, seeing as somebody didn't say wow at one of his tricks. Uh, and he also forgot a customer's order. So he's kind of just like, okay, business, business, business. <laughs> so, you were looking for a wand of cure wounds? Healing word or cure wounds, either or. Healing word. I do happen to have one in stock. Do you happen to have 175 gold pieces, good sir? Huh. Thank you, Prescott. Um, <laughs> I actually have a hundred 
and 76? Yes. Wow. Thank you, Prescott. Off in the in the back of your mind, you just hear, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> yep, so he's willing to part uh part with you that wand for 175 GPs. Is there anything else I can get you, fair customer? I have one goal to my name. Awesome. No, that's actually great. <laughs> I didn't expect that was actually a very wowing experience. Thank you. And that's where we get the name of our store. So thank you. And please feel free to come back. I do love seeing a returned customer. Well, think about it. C come on, Corey. Let's go. Go ahead. I'll be out in a minute. You're not gonna... You'll be fine. <laughs> Corey just looks at you and her eyes are blood red. You'll be fine. <laughs> he walks up the stairs. Screaming. <laughs> Internally. <laughs> Well, were you expecting to buy one of them a present? A special something for a special someone? Earlier, when you were rhyming, you said something about a potion that makes you feel nothing at all. Yes. How much? Well, depends on the kind of feeling nothing. Are we talking feeling nothing from... Something more inside, or is this an external wanting to feel nothing? Because we do sell potions of invulnerability, but they are a pretty penny. Emotional nothing. I have one. It's a little old, so I'm willing to discount it a bit. All I right. can sell you... This, this emotional nothingness potion for a paltry 125 gold pieces. Hold on to it for me. Like I said, it's a bit dusty. I don't really see it going anywhere, but I will make sure to hang on for it for you. Or Thank I'll you. leave a note. She leaves. Okay. So yeah, uh, and he again waves and just says, I always appreciate return customers. And this time the two suits of armor also turn and you hear in unison, goodbye. <laughs> as they just wave you out as well. So you guys are now standing on the outside of things that make you say wow with its kind of just hanging, glowing sign. And Corey kind of steps out right as the uh, little firework effect from WoW uh, appears. Wow. <laughs> Every time it hits WoW, Caitlin's just like, wow. <laughs> that place was fucked up. I mean, I know the other place is kind of weird, but like... He yeah. was in his frog's mouth, okay? <laughs> I don't think I need to go to McCoth's anymore. I'm kind of broke for like, ever. Yeah. Do you, do you still want to go to the bed, blood bath, and? Yes. All yes. right, I'm in. 
Oh. I mean, I don't have to go with you if you don't want. I'd... No, I might not have enough money. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> We're all broke. Uh, speak for yourselves. I've got I'm... enough for drinking money. <laughs> yeah. That's all that really matters. Uh, so, I mean, we can go browse. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah. All right. Right. Two bloodbath and beyond, please. Yes. So that only takes you, uh, that's in the market district proper. Uh, so it really only ends up taking you an additional, I want to say 45 minutes, 30 minutes tops, uh, or 20, 30 minutes, 45 minutes tops to be able to get to bloodbath and beyond. And when you get there, uh, you see that same elf uh, that, or at least Calum sees the same elf, uh, which we hadn't really described before. Uh, but he has, uh, he has, like, silver hair that's kind of been pulled back into a bun, uh, that he has, uh, just to keep the hair out of his face while he works. Um, and other than that, he seems to have, uh, he seems to have the tools of a blacksmith on. Like, he has a very thick apron. He has that glove that only has, like, the three fingers, uh, that you use for pulling tongs. And when you walk into Bloodbath, it is... It is noticeably hotter to everyone except maybe Corey if you're still in your summer form. Yep. Yeah, so to everybody else, it is slightly, it is noticeably hotter in here. He rises, bitches. Uh, and you, uh, <laughs> and you see, uh, you hear a hissing sound actually, is the smell of metal coming into contact, uh, with a, with a very, like with water that they use to kind of cool the weapons. Uh, or that oil that they use to kind of uh, just temper it, uh, temper it better, um, is that hissing noise and that smell kind of hits you guys in the nose uh, until eventually you hear uh, like tongs being set to the side and just, can I help you? Oh, I... hey, it's it's you, guy guy with the hole in the shirt. Hey, how's it going? It's nice to see you. Yeah. And you you brought friends. This is wonderful. Hey. Hey. Hello. Hello, my name is uh, my name is Elowin. It's nice to meet all of you. I'm the owner here at Bloodbath and Beyond. If there's anything I can get you, uh, please let me know. I'm always always happy to serve. Um, uh, crossbow, uh, heavy, perhaps. Right. Well, I think I have a few left. Uh, don't really make as many uh, for commercial use as I do orders for the guards, but I, I am pretty sure I have one, at least one. Uh, so I can I can look that for you. You guys are free to to look around uh, the shop as well and kind of like peering around. You can see that he has just weapon racks on the walls of weapons of various sizes. Some in like. You see rapiers, swords, swords that are kind of curved, more like a falchion. Others like a saber. You see uh, that there is like a trident that's just up there and it has a decent make to it. Uh, as well as just like barrels upon barrels of arrows with arrowhead uh, with their arrowheads and bolts just kind of littered for uh, littered for, for whoever uh, seeks to come in on that. Um, if it's 
seems like it's all right. I'm going to take down some weapons and start like swinging them, just like check them out, like the balance, the yeah. weight. Uh, and he has several training dummies set up inside of his store as well. So he encourages you to go over and, and see if, if it matches the, the proper heft that you're looking for. As he understands that those of, of your size have a, have a variable when it comes to your center of gravity. So just take your time with it. Cool, cool. Uh, and he he looks around and ends up uh, it's like kind of lying next, uh, not lying on the ground, but it's hung up next to a few of the pikes uh, and halberds that have been set up on display as well. But there is one uh, slightly worn looking uh, heavy crossbow that he pulls off. Uh, brings over to you and he says uh well i do trade-ins here if uh if i think the work is good enough and somebody was in need of a sword and not so much in need of one of these anymore so he traded it in uh, i can offer you a slight discount uh 40 gold sound like a good deal to you guys you do you do trade-ins i do trade-ins if the make is good because I don't want I don't want to be bringing in a bunch of work that I can't even support myself, you know? Like this from GameStop. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I've got Mario Kart, I've got this ornate dagger. Mm-hmm. And that's I, I can do is 50 cents. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I will pull out one of the ornate daggers. Uh how much? And his eyes get kind of big on that one. He's like, I haven't seen I haven't seen one of these in a while. It was nice. Kind of like. Did you make it? Holds it up. Not me, but I used to know the maker. Is just inspecting it. Back, uh, back where I come from on the Isles, uh, the Isles of Alestria, down, down to the uh, southeast of here. We make a lot of stuff, uh, but I remember, I remember my old classmate always finishing his weapons with a mark yeah that one right there and you see that there is what looks to be a small leaf uh at the bottom of the hilt that has a k in it or uh at least in elven it translates to k so anybody who speaks elven would be able to like recognize the marking as the as that that's his marker right there where did you find these uh, wave echo cave or echo shore <laughs> what is i'm getting all my modules mixed up what is the name? it was uh it was echo shore cave echo shore cave wave echo cave is the name of the of the adventure zone one which i realized mm-hmm. after i named mine i was like oh that sucks uh, it's that's like a stand over <laughs> well eh, it's fine spoilers <laughs> don't tell anybody i'll just i'll never have the players go there again there was a bomb. <laughs> there was a bomb. <laughs> um, but yeah, so uh, he he says that he uh, with this dagger, uh, and because it's something that's more uh, sentimental to him, uh, he'll trade you the crossbow for fifteen gold and the dagger. Bless. <laughs> Bless. I have three gold. Hey, poor kids club. Uh, yeah, gladly. Just one of the daggers. Uh, Do you need any bolts? Are you good on bolts? I, I think I'm good on bolts. All right, fair enough. Anything else? 
do you uh do you have any uh like heavy weapons that I could use that um like two handed or hmm. I mean I'm okay with like but we have a weapon that's more designed for dwarves. Than, I mean, I could try it. That you could try. Uh, are you familiar with an Urgosh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, um, let me let me be right back. This is something that I've kind of been working on restoring off to the side. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. Uh, but let's let's see if it's something that uh, that you would find enjoyable. Cool, cool. And you see him kind of go into the back room and you hear metal clanking a little bit as he Blake. digs around. What is that? Blake, what's an Urgosh? Do I know what an Urgosh is? Uh, make a history check. <laughs> Do I know what an Urgosh is? 18. Uh, Corey, you can also make a history check. When you hit Ooh. somebody, it makes someone go, Ur gosh! <laughs> oh, gosh! Oh, come on, man. Dude, come on. <laughs> you made Blake go out of focus, man. Good job. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so, Corey, what'd you get with your history? 19. All right, so the 18 and the 19 would know that uh, an Urgosh is in the same way that an elf has a bow. And humans are always seen with swords. The dwarves of old were always seen with this very strange two-handed weapon uh, that has uh, that has an axe head on one side, a hammer end on the other, uh, and then at the top is a metal point, kind of like a spike. Uh, and so you would know that during uh, during the, the the wars, the subterranean wars that all of these dwarves. Uh, had fought in in their in their past uh their weapon of choice had been the urgosh as it provided uh it provided access to every kind of damaging type whether they use the hammer end the axe head end or the spear end uh and it can be held either one or two-handed uh, and this guy brings out this this weapon that looks like an axe but again just has this heft that has this mallet side uh, on the other side where the axe blade is, and then there's a a, a metal spike uh, that looks kind of rusted and dinged up, and he says, well, I haven't finished fully repairing it, but, uh, you know, passion projects. Uh, that looks badass. It, uh... Took me a while to find, to yeah. say the least. These aren't, uh, these aren't exactly the most common things. Right. So... so? Uh, if you're if you're looking for it, uh, I'd I'd happily be willing to to get this out of my hands and into yours for the low low price of three hundred and fifty gold. Like in the state it's in now. Well, there would be about a week for me to repair the spike if you bought it, and then I would be right. able to give it to you. But again, this. I, as much as I can see the desire in your eye, yeah. I, I really can't go lower on this. This took me yeah. a long time to find and a long time to repair. Yeah, I mean, like, if I go to a dwarven city, would it be like, like a dime a dozen sort of thing? Probably not. Oh. 
these were more used in the Goblin Wars about a millennia ago. The dwarves really started pushing their way around. Yeah. Well, I know you have it. You do. And I will do my best to not sell it to anybody else because I've seen your interest. But money is still money. Right. You know, I get it. I get so it. So I can't cool. really. Yeah. yeah. No, it's cool. It's cool. I, don't, I don't need it, but it's kind of pretty. It looks like it can do a lot of damage in a lot of fun ways. And I am. Oh, yeah, it can. And his eyes just kind of like get a little big when he thinks about it. See? And I lean over to Blake. See? Hey. He's just looking at his Urgosh like, yeah. Sorry, I don't know if you can hear them. I said sea kink. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, that was sweet. Uh, does anyone else need anything? No. Sell so daggers, swords, axes, javelins, arrows. So lots of things. If we had a knife, per se... That could be used in some sort of like bad juju stuff. Um, would you be able to tell me what bad juju it was in? I wouldn't be able to. Magic. Uh, there, there are two other people that are raising their hands behind you. <laughs> I was going to say I'm really not that. I'm really not a magic. Like that's not in my wheelhouse. Like I can, I can cast basic. <laughs> Magic, right. but nothing, right. nothing more. If you're looking for more advanced magic, I can recommend uh, uh, Makoth's Oddities or mm. things that make you say "Wow." Both of those mm -hmm. are uh, they would they would wow. probably be able to help you out with that. Cool. All right. Well, it's been real. Yeah. Thanks. Sir. No, you guys, you guys have been great. Uh, if you ever find yourself in need of uh, need of some weapons, feel free to come on by. Will do. All right. And so right you guys <laughs> are just kind of like backing up out of the shop onto the street. Back to the bar? Yeah. Um, I kind of forgot about it till like just this second when you pulled out that knife. But we do have a sacrificial blade and a chalice that probably we should identify. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> In a in a room, not like out at the bar. Yeah, that might be something okay. the cloth can help us with. Do we need to go there? You want to try exhausting our resources first before going to McCoth because it's like absolutely. <laughs> like I, I'm kind of broke. Yeah, I mean, McCoth doesn't ask for money. Well, that's no, right. Worse. I am both <laughs> emotionally and physically broke. <laughs> I am emotionally bankrupt. <laughs> um, all right. Well, let's go back to the bar and then we'll yeah. go to our rooms. Uh, I'm going to trail to the back of the group as we walk uh, and try and get next to um, Coriander. Okay. All right. So we got our, our goth boys up front and then and then we got Gwen and Cory in back. So uh yellow, huh? I'm not angry with you. Uh 
Yeah. No, I kind of just figured you're mad in general. You kind of wear it, like, everywhere. <laughs> we Eladrin tend to wear our emotions on our sleeves. Yeah. It's kind of scary, and I kind of dig it. Um, I just want to make sure that you're not going to, like, light our place of residence on fire or something. Of course not. I wouldn't do that. Cool. She just kind of, like, looks to the side. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm not gonna inside check that, but I feel like I should. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, is I mean, like, do you want to talk about it? Uh, she kind of like looks down at her feet for a second, and then just, I'll be okay. And then she like will turn and force a smile. Okay, that was, like, scarier than... Nah, it's fine. It was really pretty. Um... <laughs> Alright, cool. Uh, just so you know, you know, I can... Li I'm, you know... Uh, if you want to talk, there's people to talk to. Me being one. If that, you know, you need to. Really, it's probably just best to give me a chance to cool off. Once we get this whole sewer issue taken care of. Do you I'm want to go to... skinny dipping in the pier? <laughs> she, she seriously considered <laughs> yeah. mm, be Better not. All right, yeah, just, it's always an option. We, we don't want to get in trouble. Oh, yeah, yes. Yeah, thoughts of Skavix like catching you guys just like skinny dipping in the pier is like, <laughs> like just cold sweats. <laughs> no, you're right. Let's just go back and drink just ourselves stupid. Um, she, she will um, like pat Gwen kind of forcefully on the back, like like hard enough that like it's a, a little bit uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. And she's all like, "It's very kind of you." to be so sensitive, Gwen. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Uh, <laughs> uh, yes, you're welcome. I'm sorry. I just don't do this very often, obviously. Um, you're very good at it. Yeah. All right. Um, so what's up with Blake's hood? Does he ever, like, take it off? I think it's stock. Like, like, I mean, he has a knife. <laughs> yes, but would you want to break any of your own clothing? I, I mean, I sewed the cape back together. I could probably sew that back together. Hmm. Well, you Shall might I like offer, offer that to him. Yeah. yeah. I honestly, I think he's just afraid to ask. Yeah, yeah. He seems like the type that's kind of afraid of like talking to people in general yes yeah <laughs> all right so yeah you guys uh you guys end up making your way uh back to the zesty anchor and when you go inside 
you can see, Caleb anyways can see, uh, a, a small group of familiar faces that are talking, uh, talking with Fang. And like, you see, uh, you see your old human companion, Farron, like his eyes get really wide. Uh, and then he just sort of like reels back laughing, uh, a little bit. And Mugwort is also kind of laughing as Fang's talking with them. Uh, and then Fang, uh, points up at your guys' group when you come back. See, there, I told you, his pants, shit-free. He was not, he was not so scared that you would think that he was scared, you know? And, like, they seem to just kind of be talking, uh, talking you up, Calum, for having, having done so well, uh, confronting Skavix for your first time. I mean, it wasn't too bad. He was very civil, like, it was, I, I held it in pretty well, yeah. Just because a snake does not show its fangs does not mean the venom does not run through it, Calum! Welcome back! And Mugwort just, like, is really excited to see you again and offers you, uh, offers you a, a, a tall water, uh, as that was the last drink that you insisted on having. I'll, I'll take it. Don't worry, uh, your friends, I shall, I, I can pay for them, it's fine, it's fine. We have had small lucrative business selling off all of the things that we brought into this town. Uh... What is it that you are all drinking? Uh, you, big, scary, glowy eye man. What are you drinking? Uh, whiskey. Whiskey. Short one? Whiskey. Whiskey. Tall one. Who is not the big and the scary, but is also, like, kind of scary right now. Water. Two waters and a whiskey. Fang. Fang's like, you don't have to clap. That's really rude. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, it's. I'm used to doing it to like draw attention from the way. You know, it's fine. We don't have to talk about this right now. Uh, Damn right, Kayla, we don't have to talk about this right now. And Fang brings out drinks for you guys. So this is my old adventuring party. This is Mugworth, Dan, uh, Farron, Prescott, uh, Corey. We've talked about Prescott. Um, and you see just this like high elf from the back just raise hand. When you say Corey Prescott, glares at him. You know, he seems to be just like taking note of your guys of uh your guys of Calum's new new friends slash party. She she stares at him for an uncomfortable amount of time. Um, hmm. He's just gonna stare dead back at you, not breaking eye contact while he's drinking from his mug. <laughs> Staring contest, go. Calum, uh, tell them about your uh amazing adventure that we went on where you oh. were super brave and almost died and yeah i like, almost died and i like rip aside <laughs> the armor <laughs> there's like the hole in his chest and like the three gashes on the other side and you see farron just kind of like spit like spit whatever he was drinking out of his mouth when you show him in mugwort just like that's the it's that's the mark of a true adventurer right there yeah this motherfucker didn't even shy away. He couldn't even swim. And he didn't even shy away from the battle. Swim. That's, that's very bad. You should probably not be in the port town or, like, take a boat ever. You don't know how to swim. <laughs> Me, eventually. Like... Mm, you should learn to swim first and then get on the boat. Not boat first, then swim later. That's a very money. bad way of learning it. Take it from a dwarf. Come on, Mug. It was okay money. Yeah, as long as the money right. is good. Yeah. Yeah. We saved a whole village. Fishing village. Oh, a fishing village. I am sure that they 
were just leaping at the chance to thank you. I'm sure that they were just pouring money out of their pockets for you. I mean, kind of, actually. They paid really well for a fishing village. That's unheard of. Yeah, well, we killed a whole, like, slew of creatures and sharks and shit, so... And Farron is just like, that sounds pretty intense, I'm not gonna lie. I... I don't really know how to swim either. Water and I don't get along. I... Prescott can make it so that way I can breathe underwater, so there's really not much of a, you know... It's not as bad when you can breathe underwater and you can't swim. Right. Yeah, so... Uh, Caleb, are we still good, uh, still good on our bet? Yeah. Awesome. Excellent. Thank you. Hope you all look forward to being in some bard song or another by the end of the year, because that was the promise that our dear Caleb made to me. Oh. Sweet. Caleb was just beaming. (laughs) Uh, and Mugwort is, is also just like freely buying drinks for you guys and it it goes on throughout the night and and it's it's very much a celebration uh more so that calum has gone out on his own uh mini hero's journey and come back with a even with a scar and was able to to make it back with his life and you guys kind of regale uh the tale of sten fazeno the award-winning arborist and let them know uh about how how you keep meeting just these gnome after gnome after gnome that is just up to no good. Mm-hmm. Up to gnome good. That'll be a story arc one of these days. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, and so, yeah, they, they're they all very happy to exchange drinks with you and, and just kind of share stories of the road. Uh, and Gwen, you kind of get a little wrapped up talking to Mugwort, being like, no, but like this Urgosh thing, what was it used for? Uh, <laughs> yeah. And he actually has uh, has a little bit of knowledge. He he, remem- he remembered hearing about them uh, growing up and, and being raised in Dwarven society. Uh, and as the night goes on, um, the, uh, they kind of wish you guys adieu. And they're like, all right, well, we have our other not as... It's honestly not as nice as this, to just put it frankly. But we have our own bar that we're going to go, so you guys catch up. Uh, and just enjoy enjoy your evening. You know, just enjoy it. You too. Bye, guys. They all they all kind of wave, uh, wave and leave. And Prescott uh, just makes well, like one last eye shot at Corey. As like, you guys have just been like mean mugging each other this entire (laughs) evening and so he just does it kind of like one last time out of spite uh and then leaves uh with the others leaving the four of you uh kind of sauced at uh at the or anybody who was drinking kind of sauced at the zesty anchor uh as fang wishes you uh all a good night and says that sixes uh will take care of any request or not sixes sorry different character Swift, uh, that Swift uh, will take care of any of your guys' requests uh, until he comes back in the morning. So he all he sees himself out as well. Do you want to take a look at that stuff? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. And I'll start leading them up to my room. Okay. Ooh. 
Sounds like a party. Sounds <laughs> like a super duper party. Okay, so... I like my ads. <laughs> so you, you push open the door to your room, and how do you have it set up currently? Uh... It is fairly bare. Uh, there are a couple of like markings in chalk uh, along the walls and stuff. Um, and uh, there is a piece of parchment on a piece of table. But other than that, pretty much nothing's been touched uh, except the bed. Fair enough. So yeah, you lead them into your room and it's very bare other than the things that connor described uh and so you lay out on the ground uh the dagger and the chalice and then are you laying anything else out that you guys have gotten because you've already done a identify or a detect spell on the daggers i did identify all right so uh yeah are you performing another identification ritual yeah. On the chalice. Yeah. I can ritual cast that, right? Yeah. Uh, and I'll help set up that ritual. Okay. Uh, yeah. So Blake and uh and Calum take the time to set up this identification ritual. Uh, and then after about ten minutes pass, uh, the ritual comes to a close. Uh, and you, Calum, uh, are able to see uh, magic coming from uh, this chalice. And with your identify spell, you just you you are able to know what this chalice does. Um, and so you know that this chalice requires uh, requires blood in order to work. Uh, but basically what you do is that if you pour your blood into the chalice at the beginning of the day, the blood will mix and cause the stones to change color and change their shape, allowing you to grant insight uh, as to a future role throughout the day. Uh, so you know that if you pour some blood into this chalice, then you are able uh, to roll 1d20 when you wake up and then throughout the day, you have access to that D20 specifically for rolls that you would make, where you then can call out, like, if you roll that die at the beginning and of the day and it was a 12, throughout the day, a roll that could affect you, you could just say, it's a 12. So, you guess you could say that ability is pretty important. Yes. Yes, it is. And I, <laughs> I, I have made that item in D&D Beyond, so I will send that to whomever... Uh, yeah. whoever decides to take that item. But yeah, so you know that the Bloodstone Chalice uh, has the ability uh, to to give you some portent. Uh, some Does it work important powers. like the divination? Yeah. In, in okay. Yeah, but so it's you, just one like, instead of two. Right, right. Okay. Cool. Is it for anybody or just for you? It is for anyone, but it only works once per day. Okay. <clears throat> Cool. So, like, should we do it now? Mm, no, because then the day's almost up anyway. Right. Does it, like, suck up the blood? Do you have to use a lot of blood? I'll find out in the morning. No, it's, no, well, I don't, you sweet child, I don't want <laughs> you to have to do this. 
can do it. I'll start pouring blood into it. (laughs) (laughs) There he goes. Just Just instant knife. Cut it open. Uh, She's like, I'm used to this shit. Yeah, and you... Literally my class. (laughs) uh, Yeah, so you... You put a... I mean, it's not like a ridiculous amount of blood. Like, you're not, like, gonna die from using this. Uh, but you fill up what looks to be about a quarter of the uh, of the chalice. Uh, you fill up about a quarter of the base with your own blood. Uh, and as you do, you see the blood actually start to sink into the chalice itself. But the gems that outline the rim begin shifting and changing as there begins to be more red uh, onto green, more green onto red, until eventually all six of these gems shift to show the same pattern. Uh, is this enough to like take off any hit points? Uh, no, it is, it's not enough to take off hit points or anything. <laughs> oh, so it's less than my Crimson Rite? Yes. That's great. <laughs> You'll all be fine. You'll all be fine if you use this. Yeah, I know, but like... You keep doing it every single day, and you're just gonna keep losing blood. <laughs> you know, it comes back. It comes back. Uh, Ten, by the fast. way. Yeah. So uh, until next dawn, uh, you can use a ten on any roll that you make. All right. Caleb's gonna set up the dagger next. Okay. Uh, yeah. So the ritual goes by uh, with this dagger, and it doesn't seem to reflect anything the way that it's shaped is that it's a long blade but it has uh it kind of has a small mouth in it that looks like if you were to bring it across your uh your palm that the mouth bit of one part of the blade would actually tear into it so it even if if the blade gets dull there is still like this tiny little tooth that can carve into your palm But other than that, there doesn't seem to be any magical properties coming from it, other than it just being ritualistic in nature. Hmm. Nothing. Oh. Can I keep it? Sure. Sweet. I guess it fits your aesthetic. Visually, or like... What I project... Yes, I hand it to her pummel first. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> her pocket. <laughs> All right, so at this point, it is getting uh, to be rather late uh, for you guys, especially if you want to make a... Uh, if you want to meet your friend, uh, Skavix, bright and early in the morning like he was expecting you guys to. All right, I'm going to go to bed. Mitches. Good, good night. I'm going to stop Coriander before she gets to her room. Uh, Blake is just going to lay down on the bed because this all happened in his room. Yeah. Oh. No armor being taken off. Oh. Wash the poor boy. Kim's going to walk outside. Yeah. yeah this dude. is as you guys are, are leaving Blake's room. Yeah, all three plushie comes out. Aww. As soon as everyone leaves. Like, door just... shuts, plushies out, pops back in bed. <laughs> like, just the entire time, and Blake said, leave, 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 leave. Yes! <laughs> Pretty accurate. 
so yeah uh so Corey and Calum, it is just you two kind of standing in the hall in front of your respective doors hey hey so, so you've been doing this elf thing a lot longer than i have okay and yeah i haven't been trancing as long i guess so i don't know if it's what's going on is appropriate but like things are kind of weird right now for me and i was wondering if i it doesn't need to be now kind of look like you're going through some stuff um it doesn't need to be now sometime in the next week or so we could have like a session or something and maybe you could give me a little bit of insight because what 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 do you mean um Remember when you said that whenever you were supposed to trance, you remember past lives. And I remember you speaking about, like, you being a bard in one of them. Yes. Right? Were you an elven bard in that case? Yes. As far as I know. So, that night that I almost bit the dust was harpooned. Um, I had this really weird dream. I don't know. It's I've never dreamt when I slept. I don't even know if sleeping is normal for an elf. There's just a lot of weird stuff. That's not surprising. We aren't supposed to sleep. Yeah. I had a dream I was a lizard folk fighting something and like what right that's the thing dreams are not meant for elves we're meant for trances dreams are random assortments of the subconscious yeah but he got really real part way through like there were some road figures and like raven feathers and i don't know just sometime during the week? I don't know. You have you've experienced trances before, though, right? Yeah. Was it anything like that? Was it anything like that? No, it was not. No, this was totally different. Actually, it kind of felt like if I had followed through, I would not be here right now. Oh. Okay. Um, I suppose we will have to talk about it. I would recommend against sleeping. You should trance as often as you can. Okay. Uh, she'll just kind of like reach out and like pat him stiffly on the arm, like you know, a little bit, a little bit too hard. <laughs> I'll be down in the lobby if you need me. Okay, I'll be. Yeah. Good. Good night. She leaves. Okay. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> 
So yeah, Calum, uh, Corey just kind of turn heels uh, and and walks away from you. Her blonde hair just sort of swaying, uh, swaying to her back as she leaves and just kind of leaves you standing alone in the hallway uh, in front of your own door. Just gonna... Me? Me? Okay. So yeah, you pull yourself into your room, Corey. You go downstairs, and you can see that there are a few people still at the bar. Uh, it looks like word has gotten out that Swift has returned, uh, so people are feeling more uh, more okay with hanging out in in Fang's bar uh, in the very late night slash very early morning. Uh, and they are, and it's it's probably only around like. 10 45 11 like it's getting close to like when you feel like you would normally need to to start getting ready for a trance uh mm-hmm. but there's a lot going on downstairs so you don't necessarily uh you can hang out with people in the bar if you so wish or you can uh, just she... find a corner and just <laughs> she she kind of sulks in a cor- in a corner honestly um she finds a place that where she can see the door and she'll just pretty much sit there motionless the whole night. Okay. Uh, and at one point, like about, uh, you can see like right as your right as your trance is about to kick off, you see uh, you see Swift kind of like motion in front of you with his paw. Just, why do they always do that? It's so weird. Just sleep. <laughs> like he's like a little weirded out that elves meditate. Like, he still just, like, can't get his mind around, like, how can you exist by not sleeping? I sleep at least 16 hours a day. Um, <laughs> and so he uh, so he just, he leaves you be, and he, he makes sure that there is a, a glass of water next to you, uh, just in case you wake up from your trance and are in, are in any sort of need. Uh, and your trance goes by for the most part. Uh, it is, it very much feels uh like like it's it's more of like you're reflecting on things that have been happening over these last few days uh the first night that you were in you were kind of on this on this like hero's adrenaline high you're like yeah i stopped a robbery and and i made some friends and and things things are really looking up and that's that's usually when you have that that kind of memory of of the bard and and of very happy times and tonight mm-hmm. uh is is much different than that, uh, because of the because of the state that you're in, you don't necessarily have the best grip on how your emotions and memories are kind of laying against each other, uh, and so you see this flash, uh, like while while in your mind you see Calum, uh, and he's laying up against the tree, passed out from from catnap, and he has his shield kind of clutched to his chest. Uh, and in your vision, you see, uh, you see him like kind of like his eyes open up and he looks at you and he smiles, uh, the same kind of weary smile that you've seen him give you multiple times, uh, at this point in your adventure. And he turns his shield around and he looks at it. And as it does, you feel a wave of cold wash over you, uh, as you see Calum being kind of, uh, kind of cl- like closely affectionate to this inanimate object. And as he's looking at it and the air around you grows cold, you see a flash. Just quick, 
uh, just kind of like flickering in between your vision. But you see another Eladrin, hair long and blue, wearing armor similar to yours, just staring at a ring uh, with that same kind of smile that Calum has on his face when he looks at his shield. And you see him look at it, kind of flip it over in his fingers a few times. Then his eyes meet yours, and his eyes are just that cold ice blue that just seem to be radiating off of his face. And as he goes to open his mouth, it flat it flickers back again, and it's Calum holding onto a shield, looking at you, and he says, "What's wrong, Corey?" And it's at that point that you—that's when you wake up from your trance—is having this weird vision where you see uh, you see something from your past, kind of overlaying onto something from your future or from your present as well. Calum. Mm. Uh, your trance tonight. Uh, <laughs> I love elf trances. They're so much fun. Uh, <laughs> so, Calum, uh, your trance tonight. Um, you once again find yourself on the plateau, the same space that you have gone to uh, both in your dreams and when you meditate. And you seem to always have this same starting point. And you know, like, there's a, there's a feeling that you get when you stand on the plateau this time that you feel like the earth is just going to fall out from below you and you're just going to be sent tumbling down into that darkness uh same as you were last time but instead this time it is uh it is very much steady footing and looking around you can see that there is that there are different uh that there are different areas of almost the world broken down that you can see where off in a corner you can see that there is a land that just kind of has flames wreathing off of it in another corner you can see a an area that is just eternal wind in another area you see water just splashing and writhing and then again in another area you see that there are mountains and and large structures of earth that just seem to be growing and shifting and you kind of get the feeling like these are these are elemental planes at least from your reading, you can assume that place is fully fire, that place is wind, that place is all earth, that place is water. You're a pretty smart guy, so it's not too difficult of a stretch for you. And you see below you, uh, kind of in the ground itself, is uh, it looks like an outline of where you've been. As there is a small section uh, leading off on a, on a rut from your foot. Uh, that extends outward, and you can see etched into the dirt uh, what looks to be a, a small temple uh, that is similar to the temple that you went to. And then you can see, uh, again, that there is just that rut that leads to where you are standing now and looking down. You can see that there is a etched little uh, shroud port right underneath you. Uh, and as you notice that, you hear a... As doors uh, open and looking up, you can see that the doorway uh, that you had gone into your last meditation is once again opened for you to enter into. Yeah, uh, he'll start walking towards it. Okay. Uh, and as you uh, as you go and walk inside uh, of this doorway, you hear uh, what sounds like a quick fluttering, just. <laughs> 
as a raven just kind of swoops by over your shoulder and, and flies into, uh, into the sanctuary. And you continue to walk in as well, and you find your way to the area where you uh, left in your last meditation, which is this large central room uh, where up on the ceiling you can see uh, the eyes and stars of Saloon. And you just kind of get this this warm feeling like you're like you're being looked after, not like you're being watched over. And to all sides of you are just books of various sizes of various uh, heights and, and depths. There just seems to be literature as far as the eye can see. And I'm not getting any like weird vibes like the last book with the raven feather on it. No. And none of the, none of these books even look remotely close to to the book that you saw. And so you kind of just idly go up and pull one off the shelf. Uh and when it when you do you see uh that there is that it's a a swimmer's instruction manual. Uh and you you open it up and you look inside and you can see that there is a uh there's an elf who looks surprisingly like you, doing very cartoony, like, breaststrokes and, like, teaching you how to do all of these different uh, swimming strokes that you can see. And you kind of just spend your night uh, looking through this book uh, and familiarizing yourself with the art of swimming. Buoyancy, buoyancy, buoyancy. So if I just, if I just breathe in really large and keep a lot of air in my chest, I can float to the surface. Uh, yeah, and so, so you... If I don't scream with the harpoon inside of me, I'll float to the surface. Mm -hmm. uh, and you can see that this is this is very much a, like, my first swimming manual, uh, as there is only so much that can be taught about swimming uh, through text. And that is, that's, like, as you finish that book, that's when you come out of your trance as well. And so they now just... there is about four hours left for Corey and Calum to do whatever uh, while the other two are finishing up their sleep. And you look outside and it's it's pretty dark out still. Calum just turns to the shield. They just keep getting weirder. And then you see a question mark appear on the shield. Just in that same kind of frosted uh, stylization that it was before. <sighs> Trance, dreams, why do we need sleep? Uh, and you see on the shield uh, the, f uh, the phrase, you can read so much more without sleep. Yeah, yeah, you can. All right, I'm going to get up and head down to grab some tea or whatever. Okay. Yeah, so you go downstairs and you can see that there is... Uh, that there is a that red dragonborn that was there a couple nights previously is just like passed out with a mug halfway lying on its side and like a pool of drool under him uh, as he is just sort of sleeping at a table seemingly passed out uh, and Swift has put a blanket over him and you can see some other people in the bar as well that just either passed out or there's one guy who's just like one more for the road <laughs> And he just grabs one off of somebody else's table and just bye bye and steadily walks out of uh, 
out of the bar, having taken his uh, having taken his his roadie with him. So now it is just uh, Calum and Corey. And Corey, you are also kind of like waking up out of your trance when you see Calum coming down the stairs. Hmm. Corey will get some tea made and just sit there and hold it in her hands, staring at the door, not really initiating any sort of conversation. But she she does acknowledge Caleb. Okay. Not not she's not giving him like the cold shoulder or anything. She's just not very talkative this morning. That's okay. Like if you don't feel like talking, that's fine. I don't feel like talking, but I wouldn't mind hearing from you. Um, yeah. So I did like you said, and I trance last night, and it got weird again. Like, there was a giant library. I opened up a book, and the book started teaching me how to swim. And it was just like a giant what the fuck. Hmm. I'm sorry, language. Yeah. She shrugs. It's <laughs> interesting. Could it be that your past lives are trying to help you remember useful things? I mean... I guess? Maybe? Like, I keep seeing the symbol of Saloon in my dream. Well, well, my trance. Hmm. So, I guess... I don't know, maybe I'm just remembering stuff from the temple. Tell me about Saloon. She's a human goddess. You want to hear all about Saloon? <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> She's the goddess of the moon and knowledge, and she's also a protector of the weak. Um, she fights off the darkness. Jeez, putting me on the spot like this, I really... Um, <laughs> yeah. Knowledge, moon, protection. Hmm. Perhaps your goddess is speaking to you. I, I wouldn't see why. I mean, like, I'm just a boy talking to a girl. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. That's, that's out of character laughter. Sorry. I'm just, I'm just me, you know? I don't think there's anything special about me. Human gods are different. I find they're a little more hands-on, at least in my experience. Hands-on or hands-holdy? What'd you say? Hands-holdy. Or hands-holdy. Yeah. I suppose it depends on the god. Maybe there's a book about it back at the temple. Perhaps. Do you, do you pray to your goddess? I mean, I observe her tenets. I don't particularly pray to her. I was never forced to. Just, 
it's it's not customary in some religions. We don't pray to Corlon. Mm. He would rather we didn't bother him with things that we could be taking care of ourselves. Maybe, yeah. Maybe I'll read up on, I'll read up more about it. Hmm. So I don't remember Ravens being part of any of her domains. Oh, that most certainly is a Raven Queen thing. Huh. You are an interesting grab bag, Calum. Thanks. You're either very lucky or very unlucky to be having goddesses fighting over you. Hmm. I don't like this. Not at all. Coriander shrugs. Just drink some tea. <laughs> uh, he'll make. He'll go get himself some tea. Okay. Uh. And at this, you are now the second person who has tried to come into the back while Swift is in the kitchen. He's like, customers don't know. Out. Yeah. 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 And like, just shoes you. Wait, hold on. Huddle lets me get tea. Huddle's not night manager. Yeah. Now go. Go right now. Okay. What kind of tea do you want? Good morning, Swift. Uh, Maybe something herbal. I'll see what I can do. Yeah. God damn it. And he just kind of like slides back into the kitchen. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. And after about uh, three, four minutes, he comes back out uh, with a uh, with a tea of what looks like uh, kind of like an... It would almost be like the lighter tips of Corey's uh, autumn form hair, like that kind of color, but inside of a of a uh, tea mug. And he uh, he lets you know um, this one's one of my favorites. Yeah, there's a little bit of dried orange, uh, some sages in there as well, and of course a little bit of mint always goes a long way. Yeah. Thank you, Swift. He just bows politely and then sees himself back into the kitchen. I don't know what to make of him. <laughs> Coriander just drinks her tea. And this is and the wisely same, doesn't say anything. This is the same tea. Like he brought you, uh, Corey, he brought you the same tea uh, before when he also shooed you out of the kitchen. Uh, and this is a very, very fruity and very floral tea. Like this is actually really nice uh for your eladrin palette uh, this is kind of like it reminds you of home a little bit uh and calum this is this is delicious this is definitely something that uh you were not expecting to find at the zesty anchor but you're glad that you did hmm. so you guys are kind of making uh idle conversation for about an hour or two uh, and that is when uh, Blake and Gwen are both going to wake up. And it, they, like Blake, you've just kind of been like holding your plushie tight uh, all night while going to bed. And like 
your muscles are a little sore from having slept in your armor uh once again but you're making you're making the best with what you got uh and uh gwen you like wipe some drool off of your mouth that's kind of like pooled onto the pillow um but it doesn't smell too bad of booze and you're like you feel like you need some water like maybe a little hair of the dog and you'd be right as rain mm-hmm. make my way downstairs yeah and you see your your two elven friends just drinking tea sitting at a table sup bitches oh okay morning uh huddle huddle i need bacon and coffee <laughs> and I'll slide gwen some water <sighs> thank thank you and uh maybe a bloody mary and you see uh you see swift's head poke out of the back oh jesus <laughs> <laughs> huddle's not here nya i got your order though yeah yeah he just he gives you this feline smile and then slides back into the kitchen. <sighs> and then Blake, that's when you come downstairs. Coffee. Yeah, some of that. <laughs> All right. So, I think this is a good time for us to leave off with Swift as the Ten Winds, delivering you guys coffee, bacon, and an assortment of other delicious breakfasty foods. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, thank you all in chat for stopping by. Seriously, yeah. you guys are insane. Thank you to Slightly Misshapen for <laughs> for the follow. I think it might have been a subscription, but it has a little YouTube bloop next to it. So. I think it was a follow because it said in my email that you followed. So thank you. And then uh, Prothagoras, I know that you aren't in chat. You went to bed. But thank you for coming by. Thank you to everybody uh, who decided to come by uh, and watch our players get arrested and then find out that they have to go into the sewers once again uh, next week as we continue our discovery arc. I think the next episode might actually be the 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 last one in the arc so which means level up which means level up because that's how we're doing it on this show all right so uh until next week thank you all for stopping by but we do have some announcements before we sign off first of all being did you like what you saw here tonight you can come back tomorrow it'll be great as on tuesday both rj and lb are going to be joining us for Waterdeep dragon heist uh as we are going to be running that with our our dear friend graybeard from graybeard's tavern uh as well as a as well as a as, as well as a friend uh that i am excited to unleash upon my other friends uh the wonderful dammit barry who is a who's an amazingly honorary british man he's so fun uh last time i played with him i my sides hurt for about two days because i was laughing so hard so i'm very excited uh to get him as a regular starting tomorrow uh where we are going to be playing from roughly the same time so if you don't have any tuesday plans and you want to come and stop and say hi that'd be awesome and i'd really appreciate it uh and then on Wednesday, uh, so I have been doing high concept, but uh, I think I'm going to actually be playing more of the Neverwinter MMO, and we're going to be calling it Never Wednesdays, because when did we play this game? Never Wednesdays. It's always Wednesdays. Uh, so come on by for that. Uh, and 
who knows? Maybe we can become best friends because I don't have hangout streams. I only got best friend streams for all you future best friends. Uh, so then I think that's it for me streaming this week, unless I stream more never winter over the weekend because it's surprisingly more fun than you would think. Uh, but that is it for me. RJ, where can we find you? What do you do? Hey everybody, I am R Justice. You can catch me at rjustice282 on Twitter, where I tweet about my day to day and some nerdy stuff occasionally. Uh, you can also catch me here playing Monster Hunter. Sometimes, never. I don't think I've ever played Monster Hunter here. I lied at rjustice282. <laughs> Twitch.tv. Yay! Yay! <laughs> All right. So, Gwen, where can we find you? What do you do? LB, um, I am on Twitter. I'm going to be playing tomorrow. Can I give them a little? Yes. Can I give them my race? Yes. Okay. So I'm going to be playing a shifter. Very shifty. Very different from Gwen, too. <laughs> you always do great characters, so I'm really excited to see what you pull out of the hat yeah. for this one. Uh, Connor, where can we find you? What do you do? You can find me here yeah. on uh at at several one on twitter where i tweet about random shit posts and sometimes dnd and sometimes critical role and usually what i do elsewhere on the internet uh you can also find me at twitch.tv slash cyberwolf1201 where i play video games badly and i talk about the lore because that's pretty fun and i don't bump my microphone uh <laughs> most of the time uh i will also be doing something there tomorrow which is going to be very different uh but yeah come check me out yeah. uh you can also find my youtube there where i post other stuff like the first episode of uh podcast that uh kyle with an in who is in chat and i did uh and i hope to get more of that out pretty soon but yeah hell yeah go see my hell stuff yeah. all right and lastly danae where can we find you what do you do you can find me on DanaeKeener.com. It's my portfolio. You can see all the doodles and art that I do that are related to d and I also do commissions if you want one of those. I also do a uh, adjacent doodle stream during this game. You can go and see the doodles that I will post later at DanaeKeener.com. Yeah, let me tell you, customer bias, it's some good shit. Mm -hmm. If you like the art that we use on the channel, it is legitimately wings. That's it. That is all our characters, our guest characters, our layout. It's all Vendanae. It's great. Seriously, excellent to work with. Would encourage. Uh, I, I, the only problem with encouraging other people to get in on the commissions is that then I have to wait in line. So <laughs> do it, but also like, I, oh my God. <laughs> do we? <laughs> all right, so thank you all uh, again so much. And thank you to the, these wonderful players uh, for putting on another great performance this week because otherwise I would just be a crazy man talking in a room by myself. So until next week, guys, we will see you later. All right, everybody. Bye. Bye. Bye.